kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James, and it is awesome to be here with you guys. James, can you think of anyone off the top of your head who uh, is like super kind and forgiving, and because of that, um, when they make mistakes, other people uh, do the same in return? Absolutely. In fact, this person is just like one office away right now. So Matt Ham, the senior minister here at our church, uh, is one of the kindest, most forgiving and uh, patient people that I know when it comes to uh, pastorally caring for people in all yes. sorts of different ways. But let's be honest, Ash, Matt could be a little more organized. There, are, there, there could be some <laughs> ways he could design things that could you know, flow a little bit better. But here's the thing because he's so kind and patient with everybody else uh even though people can get a little annoyed sometimes if mistakes get made on organizing things and that sort of stuff i feel like they sort of say well matt's so great i can't really be mad at him for you know this thing when he's so kind and wonderful and forgiving in all these other spaces um except for me i stay mad at him but that's <laughs> no 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 no. i'm this i'm the same you can't stay mad <laughs> what it now what but i've got a question for you though in response to that can you think of somebody where it's the other way around where because they're not kind or they're not forgiving uh, it actually makes it really hard. Now, maybe don't name names, but can you describe the sort of person that we're talking about here? Yeah, definitely. I've had a lot of run-ins with people who uh, maybe, I don't know, they're just very judgmental um, of you. And then when they make a mistake back, it's it's really hard not to throw that back in their face and, and judge them back. Um, the, yeah, the awfulness of the interaction almost makes you want to retaliate and do the same. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like if you're at school and there's a kid and they're always uh, criticizing you in the games that you're playing and they're, you know, saying mean things to you and all that sort of stuff, when they make a mistake themselves, it's hard to be kind and loving in return to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we are going to look at uh, this type of thing in our Bible passage today uh, as we continue looking at the Gospel of Luke. So let's get to it. It's now time for our story. This week's passage is from Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to 42. We're going to read in the CEV version if you'd like to read along with us. Let's read Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to 42. Jesus said, don't judge others, and God won't judge you. Don't be hard on others, and God won't be hard on you. Forgive others, and God will forgive you. If you give to others, you will be given a full amount in return. It will be packed down, shaken together, and spilling over into your lap. The way you treat others is the way that you will be treated. Jesus also used some sayings as he spoke to the people. He said, can one blind person lead another blind person? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Are students better than their teachers? But when they are fully trained, they will be like their teacher. You can see the speck in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye. How can you say, my friend, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you don't see the log in your own eye? You show-offs. First, get the log out of your own eye. Then you will be able to see how to take the speck out of your friend's eye. 
All right. Thank you very much, Ash. Wonderful reading as always. Thank now, you. there's really three little sections here that we're looking at in this passage today. But what we're actually going to do, Ash, is we're going to leave the middle section because we're going to be talking to our special guest about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about the first section or the third section here a little bit? Let's, let's go with the first section. So the first section looks... Uh, to me, like uh, Jesus is talking to us about the way that we should treat others. Now, I was a little bit confused about this section, if I'm honest, because from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's almost saying the opposite of what we know to be true from the Bible, which is that uh, God shows great mercy and grace to us through Jesus who died on the cross for us. But in this passage, it sounds like if we're nice to others and we forgive others, that God will forgive us. But that surely can't be right in this case of salvation, can it? Yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it sounds like, especially when Jesus says, uh, forgive others and God will forgive you, mm. that we have to do something to earn our salvation from God. We talk a lot about how forgiveness is this free gift that God gives to us, but it sounds here as though it's something that God will only give to us if we forgive others first. But I think what we need to realize here is that Jesus isn't talking about dealing with our sins in the big picture sense. He's not right. talking about what it means uh, for us to get eternal life. He's not really addressing that so much as he's talking to his disciples here. He's talking more about this idea of treating people mercifully and generously and talking about that as we do this, then in our daily lives, that's how God will be responding to us as well. So it's always important when we read the Bible uh, to understand and think about what are they talking about in this space right here. So Jesus at this time is not teaching on that big picture. This is what he's coming to the world to do, die on the cross, pay the price for our sins. He's more talking about how we're to be treating one another and how God will deal with us as we, uh, in the same way that we treat others so when it says don't judge others and god won't judge you it, it's not talking about uh judgment at the end of time it's talking about condemning you or uh letting you experience the consequences for your actions now so if you are typically not condemning other people and judging them and making them feel bad about themselves then god will make it so that you also are not typically judged in that way now it's not a it's not a rule it's not like if you don't judge others then you're definitely never going to get judged mm. or condemned yourself it's more of like a general principle for how things work um with the way that god arranges things does that kind of make sense yeah i think you explained that really well and it's really good to clarify because it's so easy to sometimes slip into that thinking that these are um, rules for salvation so thank you for clarifying that james and, yeah, and I really like the way as well, so just to um, add one extra bit yeah. here, how there's this real emphasis as well on, on positively giving to people mm. as well. So if you give to others, you'll be given the full amount in return. There's this real sense in which we can be generous to others, knowing that God is somebody who is pleased by that and wants to also give to us in return. Now, again, that doesn't mean that if I give $5 to someone, God's going to give me 50 back. Uh, <laughs> but it does encourage me that as I'm generous with others, that I can trust that God um, blesses those things. So that's, that's good too. Yeah, definitely. And what do we reckon about uh, that last bit of the passage? So verses 41 and 42. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you uh, tell me what your thoughts on this? Because you were talking to me a little bit about this earlier and I thought you were dead on. So let, let's hear from you. Right. Yeah, so this section is talking a lot about not judging others. And so they have this kind of idea of taking a speck out of someone else's eye when you've got a log in your own. And it's kind of taking over 
God's role as judge, isn't it? And because as sinful humans, we really aren't in the position where we should be judging others because we also have things that we're guilty of and need to work on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. God judges perfectly. But for us, before we're going to point out a problem in somebody else, we need to make sure that we examine ourselves first because we don't have the right like God does to uh, look upon the world and judge it as he sees fit because he's perfect and we're not. So it's not a bad thing to help people something's not right that they're doing or if maybe they need some correction or something like that but what jesus is talking about here more is again that sort of negatively judging somebody making them feel bad when we're actually kind of being hypocritical so it's like if i started yelling at you to be uh, quiet like that you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're doing uh, it too <laughs> yeah that's sort of a deal right so uh really it's a little bit like we, the, the first point we're talking about treating others the way that you want to be treated yourself mm. we need to be mindful of the way that we act to others and not uh, expect to be treated differently ourselves than the way that we treat somebody else. All right, kids, it is time for our special guest of the week. Now, like I said during our Bible time together, we are going to be talking to this person about a couple of verses from the passage. So I'll just read them again. It says, Jesus also used some sayings as he spoke to the people. He said, can one blind person lead another blind person? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Are students better than their teacher? But when they are fully trained, they will be like their teacher. And it just so happens that I was talking to this special guest during the week, and they told me a story that reminded me quite a lot about these verses. So uh, I sat down with them to hear this story and talk to them a little bit about it. So, so what we're going to do now is play a conversation that we recorded earlier with our special guest for this week. Kids at Gosford Presbyterian will be quite familiar with her. It is the one, the only, Shazza. Shazza, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us today. Oh, James, how you going, mate? Nice to see you. I am well, thank you very much. Now, I was talking to you about uh, what we're doing with the kids this week on the podcast, uh, and you were telling me about a, a new apprentice that's joined the team on the worksite uh, this week. You're in construction, you, you, know, you work hard all the time, uh, but why don't you tell me a little bit about this new apprentice and what happened with them this week? Yeah, yeah. So, Dazza, he only started the other day. He's like fresh out of high school, keen as a bean. And he was asking me how I use the um, the circular saw. I don't know if you've seen one of them before, James. But uh, if I'm honest, I haven't really used it before. Like, I've kind of just, I've kind of just not cut things. I, I'll get someone else to do it. And and so I, I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I've been I've been on the job site with Badza for a while now, so I, I really should know what I'm doing, but, but I didn't. And and so I thought, oh look, it, it can't be too hard. I'll, I'll work it out. I'll, I'll have a whack at it. And he ended up with a few scratches and bumps. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. Uh, now, so this actually reminds me uh, of this verse that we were talking about a little bit earlier, where, where Jesus is concerned about a blind person leading another blind person. See, oh yeah, so never blind is, person on a job site. No way. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that, no. That would def you definitely don't want a blind person working the uh, the old circular saw. That that'd go badly. Yeah. Uh, even worse than what poor Darren uh, Dazza uh, experienced there. So, the the idea is for Jesus is that if we don't know what we're doing, uh, we probably shouldn't be teaching somebody else because. If we don't know how to do something, by the time we get done teaching them, they're not going to know how to do it really either. So do you think it might have been a good thing for you to 
be honest about the fact that you didn't really know what you're doing with the circular saw? Yeah, it prob probably would have been wise. Uh, Might have gone better for old Dazza as well there. Yeah, I probably should have got Bazza in to help. Yeah, yeah, that would that would mm. be a good idea. So I think that's the thing. If if I wanted somebody to teach me how to do something, I'd like to know that they knew what they were doing, uh, or at least being honest enough to get someone who did know what they were doing. Yeah. So maybe next time uh, Daz has got a question, if you're not totally sure what to do, then, you know, get Bazzer to help out. Sound good? <laughs> All right, you pulled my leg. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. Oh boy, sounds like a bit of a nasty accident for Dazza there. I hope it was nothing too serious. But uh, James, sounds like Shazza maybe learnt her lesson, do you reckon? I think so. You know, Shazza's always very good like that. She's mm. keen, but she does learn her lesson when you, you talk to her. Especially, well. She does mean well. And especially when you show her the Bible and she learns about what Jesus is teaching her, she's always uh, ready to listen and learn. So love that about Shaz. Yeah, that's true. It's now time for our listener question of the week. And this week's question comes from Zach Johnston again. You are on fire with the question, Zach. Uh, James, what did Zach email to you? So his question uh, is this. He's done some research. It's very impressive. He says that in Australia in 1901, in the first census, now a census is like a bunch of questions that they give out to everybody in the country. He says that in the first census, 96% of the population, so almost, almost everyone in Australia, were Christian. But today, only about 52% of the population are Christian. So why in 1901 were there so many more Christians than today? So essentially, Zach's asking, why was it that almost 120 years ago, almost everybody was a Christian in Australia, but they're not now? Now, I've got some ideas about this, Ash, but if you had to take a guess, why do you think that maybe there'd be less people in Australia who are Christians now than back then? Yeah, I've got a couple of theories. Uh, I think, for starters, uh what, what year did he say the census was that he took? 19... 1901. 01. So 1901 is right around the time of Federation for Australia. And so, kids, if you don't know what Federation is, you'll probably learn about it in uh, school soon. But basically, it was the time when Australia became an official country together. Um, but at that time, they were still governed by uh, Great Britain. And Great Britain has a very strong culture of Christianity um, amongst them. And so a lot of people had come over from um, Great Britain to live in Australia and make this their home. So because of that, I, I think that's probably a big reason why it started out. And obviously, over time, as Australia has become more multicultural, we've got greater diversity now of um, people from different religious backgrounds or that maybe don't believe in anything these days. And the, I guess building on top of that is that uh, around that time of 1901, it was very culturally appropriate to be a Christian. You kind of had to fit the mold a little bit. It was the expectation that that was your faith. And so uh, I assume that there actually would have been a lot of people putting on that form that they were Christian, even if they actually hadn't confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior in their heart. So it's very possible that even though um, that statistic says 96%, it may not be actually an accurate reflection of how many people were um, in their hearts professing to believe. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I'm reading a great book at the moment uh, called The Bible in Australia by Meredith Lake. And she really traces the history of how the Bible has influenced culture here in Australia. And she makes the point that uh, 
when Australia first became a official nation, that all of the British people that came over just by default were Christian. That's mm. just if you were British, you were Christian. That's just kind of how it worked back then. Now, there were people in Australia that were not Christian, and that's all the indigenous population that were actually here. And Australia has kind of a murky past when it comes to the way that yeah. British people first arrived here in Australia. And there's lots of us things for us to think about there. But all the British people that came, they absolutely uh, consider themselves to be Christian just by virtue of the fact that that's where they uh, came from and m most people were. But mm -hmm. like you said, over the years here in Australia, we've gotten more multicultural, and that means that we've had more people move here from all over the place because we're a long way from Britain and we're actually much closer to places in Asia and uh, the islands all around Australia. And when they started to come here, uh, they brought their faiths and their beliefs with them. And so we had a much more diverse population. Now, in some ways, if you're a Christian, you might look at the fact that there seems to be less people who are Christian in Australia now as a bad thing. You might say, well, it would be better if we were a place where everyone was Christian. And that's true in one sense, but at the same time, I think it's great that in God's uh, sovereignty, which means like his kingship over everything, he's organized it so that so many nations and people who don't know him have come here. And those of us who do know Jesus, we don't need to go overseas to tell people from different nations about Jesus. We can do that right here. And so I think about uh, Jo, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, and her English is a second language ministry mm. that she does here at church, where she tells people um, from all sorts of different countries about Jesus and how great that is. And so I think that it's good for us to remember that even though, yeah, it would be great if a bigger percentage of people here in Australia were Christian, the fact that people have come here who don't know Jesus means there's lots for, of people for us to tell about him. And the other thing for us to think about is that it's not just uh, people coming into the country that's meant that there's less percentage of people who are believing in Jesus today. It's also that uh, over time, we've seen people think about lots of different ideas. And as people have come from different countries, there's been different ideas that have come that way. But also as people have uh, been thinking about the world around them and how it works and as the church has made mistakes, there's been all sorts of things where people have, you know, questioned what the church taught and that sort of thing and in some ways that's sad because they used to come along to church and maybe they're not but at the same time it's probably a good thing because the truth is just because you were british doesn't mean you were a christian not mm. really like you were talking about before and just because you're uh, from australia and you're white doesn't mean that you're christian just by virtue of those things either so in some ways again it's a good thing that people don't just put down their christian just because they come from a certain place and at least they're honest about the fact that maybe they're not really believing in jesus yeah. or believing in god and again we've got awesome opportunities those who those of us who do believe in jesus to tell people um whether they're our neighbors who look like us or whether they're from a different place in the world about Jesus and everything that he's done for us. So Zach, a couple of different reasons there for why there are less, a lower percentage of people uh, who are believing in Jesus in Australia now. And that's sad on one front, but at the same time, lots of really good things could come from that as well if we are trusting God to take advantage of them. And that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Thanks so much for joining us today. And remember that if you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast, you can send it to us by clicking the link in the show notes below. We would love to have some more voicemails from you guys soon and to answer your questions. James, would you like to pray for us to wrap up? Absolutely. 
Father God, please help us to be the kind of people who treat others the way that we want to be treated, uh, that we would be kind and caring and generous and forgiving, just like you are with us. Please may we not be judgmental of other people, but may we be willing to think about ourselves and our own hearts first before we try and point out what's wrong in other people. And please, Lord, just as Zach uh, and his question has brought to our attention, help us to take advantage of the fact that there are so many people right here in our country who don't know you, who we can be telling about you and all that you have done for us, especially how Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sins, to make it possible for us to live in eternity with him. And we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.